Guitars World of Gaelic Games. Hello and welcome to the TC Towers World of Gaelic Games on Monday the 8th of February. Um, thanks to Frank Tynan for an excellent edition of Kilkenny today. Great show as always from Frank. Um, coming up on tonight's show, we'll be joined by Paul Hennessy after his great success in Leperstown yesterday with Heaven Help Us. And I'll be also joined by Kilkenny PRO Aoife Lanigan, who was crowned PRO of the year for 2020, all in the company of Pat Tracy and Nicky Brennan. Good evening, lads. Okay, Ron. How are you here, Ron? Not too bad. Um, lads, I suppose... I'll just start off with the where we always start really uh, Lake Regale from last week um, Johnny Pilkington I thought it was a, a great show Yeah it was I, I actually have seen about three quarters of it now I, I didn't get to see it all but I have it, I have it lined up on the player Look Johnny Pilkington was a, was a was a tremendous hurler and I suppose he came at a time when when things were developing big time in Bor. I mean he was a character he uh, he enjoyed life off the field as much as on the field and maybe a fellow like Johnny Pilkin would would be would find it challenging today maybe to live in the inter-county scene but such were the times back then um, but I think the big start for a lot of those players was um, Brother Dennis who I knew very well in, um, in, in, in Offaly and Bor. I actually met him down on holidays in Cork there two years ago and uh, he's still keeping well so I had great time for him he really was the person who uh, instilled in them the whole hurling thing and you might Johnny did make the comment on the programme about where many people felt that the hurling was more important than the education but I think Brother Dennis said well no it's not quite as far as that now yeah. but he was he was very very influential so look to, I suppose it's like awfully, they came at a great crop of players at that particular point in time and uh, Padre Whelan obviously led them in from a board perspective but you know, in the inter-county scene, it was tr- it's tricky enough because they, you know, they had the Babs fall out and the Sylvan down and won the All Ireland after it. So, but they had plenty of good players at that stage. I think that's probably the the difference between now. They just don't have the quality of players that they had in Johnny Pilkinson's day. But uh, but Johnny Johnny was a fair player. But you know, he he had a bit himself that there was days when it didn't work well for him. The most notable being in '89 against Antrim. Yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah, and in fairness to the Offaly players, I had the character then to clap off that Antrim team, which was a yeah, it was a great. It was yeah, actually yeah on the day. I remember that all right, but uh, I think a team um, the 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 Offaly team of eighty eighty one that time and uh, up to eighty five. I don't think they get enough credit for this team that Johnny Pilkingtons and the Brian Whelans that came on afterwards because uh, you know they came on the minor team of uh, sort of uh, 87, 88, 89, 90 that kind of minor team of the uh, of the, the, the uh, Offaly came along and you know it was that breakthrough team if you like of the 80s you know it was a fantastic if you like 20 odd years uh, more maybe 25 odd years of, of Offaly hurling yeah, no, I was just having that conversation with my father today. Um, we were saying, did it, like, there was always strong hurlers in Offaly. Mm. But then, say, when a big town like Burr started coming good and bringing big numbers, did it all just come together then? Was that... Yeah, I think just a group came uh, at the time. You know, like, uh, you you go back to 1969, Leinster final, Kilkenny, which was the look of God, uh, um, Pat Delaney, God be good to him, scored three goals the same day. And, um, you know, that they, they, they beat Offaly in the Leinster final. And then they kind of they had a, a, a decent team uh, around that time. And then they kind of disappeared. But I remember back was in uh, 1979, I think, it was uh, Kilkenny played Dublin in um, 
uh, in, in a Leinster Championship game and I think it was up in a toy and uh, I think Offaly played Wexford and Offaly hurled Wexford off the field but they lost and um, then um, or no yeah it was 79 that was it and uh, the following year then I think uh, that um, um, they, they went and, and won the, the, the Leinster final but there was a right good team a bunch of players there around that late 70s as well but and eventually got harnessed in yeah. you know but uh, that's the thing about you know people talk about awfully hurling the 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 awfully of 1980 and uh, that we knew over the last if you like that 30 year spell 25 30 year spell i mean that was more the um the exception than the rule like if you look back over the other 90 years or whatever they like awfully were only every now and then you'd see their name cropping up. Yeah, yeah. that was it, yeah. Yeah, so... But I think, though, Pat, uh, what helped a lot, though, they did organise themselves better. They got... Oh, yeah. They got they better people actually, yeah. in mm. to, uh, to coach them. I mean, look at all the planning from, from Kilkenny with Derby Healy and that, and, um, mm. you know, they, they did get a lot better at how they approached him. They thought about it differently, and mentally they, they were getting closer to Kilkenny, so it was a matter of getting them to believe that they could beat Kilkenny, which they obviously ended up doing yeah. uh, quite a number of times. So it's um, And a, a, another team that's kind of lost on that, around that time, uh, was uh, Leash. Leash were... were, 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 were neck and neck was awfully and I think but for a, 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 a real controversial goal a goal that wasn't a goal or a, a goal uh, was the ball come back off the, the back stanchion that's right yeah mm-hmm. against uh, awfully Paddy, Paddy Kerwin yeah Paddy Kerwin was the, was the that uh, the, the the leash would have uh, interrupted that flow as well, and have made a bit of a, a breakthrough on that particular day as well. If it had to happen with the cuddies yeah. and all those, you see. Well, they were very good. Now, I mean, mm. I was I was there holding against them lads, and the gallery about it is there was three or four working outside in the factory. Yeah, and we were playing together in interference and playing against one another. Uh, at inter county level, there was a number of them there, and uh, I used we used to be playing against the cuddies in the interference. Mm. and uh, they were all them rats were there so there was probably six or seven on the leash team that you knew actually very very well and they were a very good team in fact and they were they were not far off the mark and Georgie Lahey God rest him played a big role in uh, in helping leash over the years but getting back to Johnny Pilkington Johnny Pilkington was just I always thought he kind of lived in the shadow of Brian Whelan a bit uh, and uh, he was he was up there with Whelan but and he was uh, uh, one end of the field to the other hurler and yeah. he used how many times we see him coming in uh, if you like popping up on the 21 yard line sticking the ball in the net or getting a crucial point or whatever he was he was just a, a kind of a free spirit hurler and he has the he had the talent. I've no doubt he'd have survived this these days as well. I mean, another lad that was kind of totally forgotten about when he was an out and out genius was he came a, a, maybe a year or two later was John Troy. Yeah. What a, a player! What a brain! Well, I think more than anything, apart from Antipas, he had probably won some of the best wrist. He was yeah. a wristy player. Oh, absolutely! You know, very very good. He was unbelievable. Like you again, know, again a player I think who started out in the goal. That's right, he like, did, like, yeah. yeah. Like, like Jim, I think, yeah, I think uh, he could have played in goal when he was 15 or yeah, 16, that's right. yeah. That's mm. right. He was a bit lighter than Jim, he was the brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, I'd say, Pat, what you were saying there as well, to where Johnny Pilkerton was end-to-end. Yeah. Like that, he, from the start, he was used to running up and down. He was yeah. taught, spoke about running up and down through the town after cattle and all, you know. He got, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just, he was used to just that kind of thing, just <laughs> run. To yeah, the, yeah. You, you can't run no more, but... Mm. Um, 
Justin, he, he spoke, he won a minor All-Ireland in 87 and then I presume he was on that team bet by tip then in the under-21 in 89. Yeah. Did yeah. They yes. didn't, didn't yeah. mention that one. That was right. a yeah. fabulous yeah. All-Ireland. That was a brilliant All-Ireland. Yeah. 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 And there was a fierce crowd at it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> awfully that time they were yeah. great to follow and if, if they still had a good team they'd still follow them, wouldn't they? Like, That's you know, right, yeah, yeah. But um, just at the end of it, I thought it was it was great. Just he's he's obviously back involved now and in borough heavily underage mm, and mm. all. But I just it showed a, I thought a great character in him where he was dropping down his daughter to train him one day and he just looked and he saw one man was out there trying to coach twenty girls. Mm. So he said, "What else could I do?" He said, "I had to go and give him a hand." <laughs> him you know, hand yeah, yeah. So he's he's involved and then just small little thing then as well about how he measures the success of training sessions and matches. Just. He was saying if a smaller player could win a ball off a bigger player or yeah, yeah. someone's coming through and hooking and blocking. It's just, it was very interesting to yeah. see a lad that's after winning so much about club and county and then just how he kind of would improve the underage yeah. players. Well, awfully, our uh, board in particular kind of had fallen by the wayside a little bit. They're now back back strong enough again. Um, but they did fall, which, which is probably understandable after such a hit. They'd won a but for many all Ireland's it'd have been four or five maybe yeah. uh, after winning that it sometimes happened that clubs maybe slip down a bit or maybe take it granted and maybe that's even more so even in a in a in an urban setting if you could call Bor an urban setting although it's quite rural most most of it but uh, no great 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 achievement and his brother Declan wasn't too bad either Pat no that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah he, he had a great eye for a goal as well yeah that's right time, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah very much so yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, another lad on that team uh, that was to uh, I often think uh, was totally underrated was Joe Errity. He was a lad that played full back and full forward, you know. He, he was able to hurl either end of the field. And again, you know, people, you know, he, he doesn't get the same mention as, you know, some of the other lads that, uh, that played and maybe have a higher profile since. But he was... He was he yeah, and that's one lad that Johnny Pilton spoke very highly of mm. in the documentary as well. But um, I I remember, the, like, in fairness, they had a bit of luck too along the way. Oh. Like, awfully, that All Ireland where they got the replay against Clare. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then came in and bet us. And yeah. They, basically, they were saying that Brian Whelan had the flu and they put him up full forward yeah, the way. Yeah, that's and right. Yeah. He, he, he got the goal. He and, got, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah and yeah. then we were just. I, a chap I used to work with would have been a Mount Sain man and he still he'd be crying over Dunley beating Mount Sain in a <laughs> yeah, in semi-final yeah, and yeah. then Borough went along and bet them I know you create your mm, own look mm, too but they mm. did have the rub of the green at times too that's right yeah yeah the, yeah. well sure I suppose the invasion of the pitch that day was the big thing uh, on, on the <laughs> the Clare yeah. the Clare um, uh, escapade and uh, but you see I suppose you get the, you're you're given a break but they had the ability to go and take it and that was the that was the thing about them exactly, and yeah. they it reminded me a little bit Meat remember the Meat football team they could be horrible one day and the and to be totally forgotten and the the next day they go out and they hurl out of their skins like it it nothing seemed to phase them they had that kind of mental toughness yeah, yeah. I can always pick it up when they needed it yeah well. that's right and the league I think. Uh, I think Offaly only won one league uh, that particular in that particular golden year of 24, 25 years and they never took the league that that seriously they were always a kind of a top of the ground team and uh, you know and I mean you look back even back as far uh, as, as late was it 2002 um, yeah they, they played uh, they played um, 
they played Cork in the All-Ireland semi-final and Brian Whelan gave an exhibition of hurling yeah. that day oh, as, as good an individual day, hurl, day as hurling you see from anyone and I think they lost me a point or so on that but you know there were they were that that and that, that was that Cork team that was coming at the time Kilkenny beat Cork in the All-Ireland but uh, and then but 2003 and four, you know that they were they were yeah. just fantastic they kept yeah. going they kept going yeah yeah and that game we were talking about Pat Down Thurless one memory I have from that I was actually at the game but it was always that save Stephen Byrne made right under mm. the, the ter- town yeah. terrorists it was mm. super safe the way he got across you know, that's they right. just weren't yeah. going yeah. to be beaten yeah. on that day but I remember I, I, I actually uh, I don't know if I interviewed uh, was, I know was it uh, whether it's Brian Whelan or Joe Irish or whatever before that, and uh, they they were totally convinced they were going to win that day. They knew that they knew that they were that this was a, a fantastic chance to win. And once they won that, they were they were had such momentum going into the All Ireland. Then it was to to was it uh, was unbelievable. Like you know, but um, even I, I was talking to Tom McGrath. He was he actually sent down a lovely piece uh, to my father because he, um, he would have been involved with the minor teams at the time. Adrian Cal and these as would be you know, right, yeah. Adrian mm. Carroll or Cal yeah, passed yeah. away during the year. But mm. like Tom was telling us the great stories of say Adrian Ron and the lads in, if they met him in board, you know they could always have yeah. a pint or they could always have a great chat. Like mm. they were fierce tough opponents on the pitch, but after like they always got on fierce well yeah, as well. Yeah. You know mm. it was always a nice side. Um, just a text in here from Jim Rohn. He says, "I remember John Trey's bro- John Trey's brother Jim. He was a goalkeeper yeah. in the two thousands. Um, and Damien Damien Martin was another one as well. Yeah, Damien Martin was the the goalkeeper. We'd say when they made the breakthrough, and Jim Trey would have taken over from him, you know. But um, um, uh, and uh, which it was a difficult one for Jim Trey, given you know Damien Martin had was had played in goal for so many years for uh, that Offaly team. But um, I remember that uh, bar, St Brendan's bar, they were playing. Kieran's College was in Leinster Championship up in Ratdowney the day um, Pat Carroll uh, the word came through that particular day Pat Carroll had died yeah yeah. The, that game was being played that day you know he would be Brian Carroll's father and he, oh, right, he was yeah. centre forward I on, marked him plenty of times yeah and, and, and was again, one of those underrated lads that made the rest of the forwards tick he kept the ball moving and there was another lad Brendan Birmingham he was the same same kind of a player they were just uh, quietly efficient kind of players that that were um, came uh, that, that that were, you know, uh, just uh, the days they weren't played. You really noticed it, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. But um, just before we take our first commercial break, um, thanks to Jim as well for texting in. But was there was presentation board and then there was community school board? Did they come together? No, they were. The, yeah, that was the, 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 they they became the one. I can't remember if they were it, but the. But it was with the, the same friend was yeah. it's mm. now it's now community, community school. Yeah. 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 Mm. Okay, we'll take our first break and if any of our listeners at home want to text in, text in our taxback.com line on 0863537782. Join us after the break where we'll be talking to Paul Hennessy. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. And welcome back at eighteen twenty-four now. Delighted to be joined on the line by Paul Hennessy. Good evening, Paul. How are you doing? How are you keeping? Not too bad. Paul, huge, huge congratulations on your success yesterday in Leperstown with the uh, Mayor Heaven Help Us. Yes, thank you very much. It was very special, in fairness. Um, 
we just took a chance and going back over hurdles. She had been running over fences and um, she won. She's won a, a chase and she was fourth in a grade three in Cork and then she was fourth in a grade one in, in uh, Leperstown before, with, just after Christmas. And um, But she wasn't in love with the jumping of the fences and we just decided we'd go back over the hurdles and it worked out fantastic in fairness. And um, Paul, you bred this mare yourself and now to win on the biggest weekend on the National Hunt uh, card must be must be special. It, it's uh, it's lovely for her because she's a nice personality. She's a nice type, quality type of a mare. And we, look, we didn't set out to achieve anything like that. Nobody does. We just had a mare and I bred her a few times and a couple of the foals. She's bred four foals and three of them had won, but now she's the best of them. And... Um, she's the best by some way in fairness and it's just it's unbelievable to be honest I mean I know from the chances of doing that are very are very slim but look it just happened for us and it all worked out great and it was great for Richie Condon as well right and a young man coming up through the ranks and he, he was very good on her like I mean normally I suppose in those situations we would have Danny Mullins riding her but um, Willie wanted Danny and wanted his and um, Richie had been helping me out there to ride her out and things like that and <clears throat> excuse me I just said to him you can have the chance on don't know if you want and it worked out super yes and he, <coughs> he, he had to write a very strong finish in the end uh, Paul which, he, um, did, he did but he was very good tactically through the race you know we kind of made a plan to jump out and like with 20 runners we didn't want to get involved in the hustle bustle of the race um, we decided you know that our best chance was to let her roll along, give her plenty of daylight, let her see her hurdles, and I mean, it was amazing. He did it to a T. I don't think anyone could have done it any better. Uh, just with the final few strides, Paul, then with Global Equity coming up on the rail on the inside, was your heart in your mouth? Oh, I'm telling you, I was looking for the line. I couldn't believe how far it was up the track, and I'd been going to Leverson for years, but was, our, our mail was coming out as strong. And, look, we got there anyway, and that was the main thing. I was thinking jumping the last shocker to be in front for so long and get nailed on the line but thank god it didn't happen anyway exactly. yeah. Paul, Paul is there much difference in training a horse and a dog um, there is yeah there is the horses well my experience of it now are limited enough but um, I'd say the dogs are braver do you know what I mean it, now look at you can get great horses that go through anything and do everything for you but you know there's a whole load of different things that a horse can come up with an excuse after a race. I know we're fairly handy ahead on the track too, like <laughs> the all part of the game. But um, you know, I'd say a dog like a try harder most of the time. Now that may be a bit of a, a, a you know a generalization, but the horses, the ground can be wrong, the distance can be wrong. The, you know all these kind of things and um, but for her in fairness to her she doesn't she'll go on anything you know some of them will but some of them oh lord her half brother now first Friday if he wasn't in front he wouldn't go he'd hang in behind like, a, like I used to be in class in the school sit down at the back and hide <laughs> and he was like that and he'd rogue away all day long and um, you know like a lad going up for a ball and geez, I was terrible unlucky I didn't get it you know the kind of it anyway yeah <laughs> and uh, but this one is different this one will try she'll give it a go so and I suppose look there's different horses for courses and that's training dogs uh, know the ins and outs of the dogs too and there's some dogs too that are rogue I've had loads of them over the years too but just in general I'd say a dog would do more for you than a horse would do for you you know and what about having the jockey that uh, we say is you know kind of rides out the horse and has a, great, a good 
knowledge of the horse and a, a relationship. How that must yeah, well, be very important. That, we, yeah, we don't that. We just don't know, Pat. Do you know what I mean? But mm. the top professionals wouldn't have time to do that. Do you know, yeah. they'd be sicker in the race. And now I know Ruby works beyond and Willie's, and he would have had time for sitting on most of them. But not all the time. You know, say especially on the flat there, if you were booking some of the top guys, um, you know, they just jump up on them on the day and boom, off they go, and that chase is done. But no, like as I said, normally Niall Prendergast works with me and does out the horses and that with me, and he does most of the work on me. But um, I'm gone my, I, I kind of lost my claim, you know, for claiming the weight, and that might be a little bit difficult for some of the horses to be carrying me around together. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Niall got a bit of an injury, you see, and he knocked him out. So Richie, then he just said to me to the chap there, Richie Condon, and he helped you out, and he, he did, he came in and brought him out. So he got to know her. And he knew her from exercise and when we were doing bits of work in Duninga or wherever we'd go, up Spa Hill there, you know, up Gannon's Hill, like it's a fabulous place as well. And um, Richie got to know her. And then when Danny wasn't available, I said to Danny, I'm going to chance Richie. And he says, why not? He knows her and he took seven pound claim off her, but he was excellent. He gave her a lovely ride. And as I say, hopefully now that'll help him to, you know, get a few extra rides and that and get going. You know what I mean? And Paul, just the race itself. Then, like you're you're speaking of Danny there, but the race was called after Paddy Mullins, a man who meant an awful lot to you and your career. Yeah, well, look, it's, uh, we're neighbours at home. You know what I mean. I probably spent more time in Mullins than I did at home, and to be looking for me at home to be maybe milking cows or something else or help out anywhere around the place. And he was gone. He's be in Mullins with ponies or you know whatever was going on, and going to gym canners and things like that. And, and as I said. You know, Paddy and Maureen were great. Got me with the Paddy. Just bring you to the gym can. There was room at all in the car. We'd all get into the back of it himself. And whether it be going Sandler or Willie or George or Oni or Tom or whatever. And we'd all bait on it. Come back again in the evenings. You know what I mean? Or the same going to the races. I often went, he'd often bring me racing with him. And, you know, I got on very well with him and, and things like that. And uh, it, But to go and run in his race was uh, wonderful. But to win it was just amazing. I'd say, you now he had something to do with it himself, you know, because it wasn't all down to us and the mayor, anyway, that's for sure. Yeah, and a spe- special, special occasion. Ah, yeah, yeah, wonderful. To win a race called after Paddy was just great. You know yourself, do you know what I mean? It's it's, 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 it's something you could try and plan out, as Willie said to me yesterday. I've been trying to win that for years, and says, oh, you may wait another year. <laughs> <laughs> um, just the horse itself then, Paul, um, you're after having some great days out with it. It gave you your first winner in Cheltenham back in October 19 with Danny on board. Yeah, yeah, it looked as wonderful. Most of this thing has happened by accident. Honest to God, like I heard some commentators saying there's should be a place in there by Paul. It wasn't. It was just that she wasn't that good over the hurdles or the chases. And we said we'd go back over hurdles and Paddy's race was coming up and we stuck her into it and the rest happened. And the same happened in Cheltenham. John Turner that owns her lives near Cheltenham and we brought her over for a, a busman's weekend to run her in a race and have a few days beyond like we're good friends as well as everything else and have a bit of crack and, and, and she was 33 to one and went to moon that as well so that was a bit of a we weren't expecting it we thought she might run alright but we weren't expecting to win it like so you know some of the things that she has done she's done well on her own <laughs> she <laughs> had much help from here do you know what I mean so like that's just the way it is you know Yes, and and that day as well, Paul, like you had all the, the big trainers behind you as well, and Colin Tizer, yeah. Nicky Henderson, Dan Skelton, Paul Nichols, just to name a few. I know, but you're looking, the whole horse game is dead simple, there's nothing to it, you know what I mean? Like, you just 
Uh, Paul, Nicky Brennan here. I'm with the other two buckles here in the studio. Well Good done, man, Paul. Nicky, how are you? Congratulations. Very much. Paul, I, 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 here on a Friday night, I've pulled a short straw lately. Seamus Brophy is away out of, the, out of the country for a while and he'll be back while so I, I take the job at putting the pin in the dogs every Friday night. Now, oh, well and I know I wouldn't know one end of a dog from the other, but well, have you been Nicky, doing too bad now? That's as good a system as any. Now, believe <laughs> you me. But I'm yeah, just curious. I, what is it like, Paul? I mean, take the dog out of the dog track at the moment. There's no no supporters there, no people coming in. Well, it must be a bit of a surreal atmosphere, even though it's great to see the, the race is going ahead. It is, yeah, yeah. No, you go to the track and you go in and you weigh in your dog and you have your mask on the whole nine yards. You put the dog in the kennel and you go back out to your vehicle and stay in it and, until your race is due to run. And there's only six people allowed in at any at that time. The six people that are in that race, and that's the same the country over. But look, that's the way it has to be at the moment to be allowed to go ahead. And we're grateful that we are allowed. You know, horses and the dogs to to stay going. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I was tipping uh, a dog of yours there for the last week or so, geez, and uh, he's owned by a lad from London College, at Brindley or Brinkley or something oh, like right, that. Brinkley, right, Jesus, yeah, I, I was yeah. I had I had I nearly had me money on him for last Friday night for two races. Be on two dogs on by your man. I think they must be gone out the fresh for draws from Arrow Tour Three Castles at this stage. Yeah, we're still looking for him. We're still looking. <laughs> we couldn't find him, Nicky. <laughs> the one now in fairness to him, one they did, of them they won did, the previous. They did week, win the previous week. That's why yeah. I was I was I was sure it was a certainty there. No, Nicky, I, I I'm brutal, lad. You don't my stats wouldn't be great. Not for gambling men like you. No, <laughs> <laughs> well done, Paul. No, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Um just Paul on on um Heaven Help us as well, like um like her form like she was second in a grade one to Abracadabras in, in Christmas 2019 and then you were also got to go to Newbury with her for, on Ladbrokes Trophy Day and the Ch- Cheltenham Festival then last year to Supreme Novices where she was eight like it's it really is um, a, a great journey so far oh she's unreal I mean you know and I think the only time she gets better is when Bear backs her. Do you know, Bear wants to stop backing her with you guys. Now, <laughs> now in fairness, he mentioned yeah. her on Saturday. Did he? Fair play to Bear. Oh, yeah. Old habits die hard. He used to be on... The, the other brother was called First Friday, and Bear used to be on him every Friday. <laughs> but uh, I look at her, it's wonderful. It is a dream. There's no doubt about it. It's like... It's like you and getting to play and, and Nicky you know all about this even if you're only a sub on the team and you go around there playing on the Spaghetti team and watching all the great things that those great men can do and can achieve and to be a tiny part of it is just unbelievable it's something that you know most of us only dream about and with her parts of it are happening and that's wonderful you know what I mean and we really appreciate that because you know we know how blessed we are even to have her and that she's able to run at this level and run at those big like yesterday was the first time she's ever ran in a handicap. You know what I mean? That yeah. We ran her in all the big races because the man that owns her legs being involved in them. Okay, you're always 25 to 1 or 40 to 1 or something. But we've had some great days at fancy prices with her, you know? Yeah, and just going forward then, Paul, what's the plan? Will you head for <coughs> Cheltenham again? Or? Yes, I suppose. We'll try and find a race for her in. There's a couple of handicaps that she would have needed to go up in the ways to get into. So I think she will now, you know. So, look, after that yesterday... Like winning an all Ireland final, like that's a massive big thing. The Dublin Festival, it's, it's on a par with Cheltenham. I know Cheltenham's name is what it is. But like when you win that, no point saying, well, what's the next plan? Because you know what I mean. You're, you're, that to achieve is is super special, and especially the name of the race and being called after Paddy. And I'm quite pleased to have 
more than that, that we won that and, and, and if that's it well then that's great too you know what I mean yeah, and you, you've you've won everything you can can possibly win, Paul. With the greyhounds, like between Irish derbies, English derbies, Scottish derbies, so like what you're saying there, it's, it's that's up there, is it? With with all those. Well, look, it happens. I mean, we were in the final talk all up there in Shelburne on Saturday night, and that was a brilliant farm. I thought he's a great chance. Wild Sports Bingo, and just he needed a small rub of the green here and there for a, for a gap to open at any one stage, and none of them opens. And matter of fact, three, he was he was blocked three or four times coming with we trying to get a run, and he got beat a length. So don't that happen, like you know what I mean. You just have to things have to happen for you, and we've been lucky. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. You know what I mean. And um, but like it just now has happened. But as I say, you know, down along the way we went over to the English Derby there with two dogs, a great dog JT Taylor, and we brought Priceless Blakey, very good dog as well. And Blake went out in the semi-finals, and the Taylor dog ended up winning. Or the other way around, sorry, Taylor went out in the semis, and Blake ended up winning it. So there you go, like and. You know, I'm sure in any sport it's the same. It's not always a favourite that wins, you know what I mean? I mean, you look at any of the Ireland finals down through the years, can tell you could be a red-hot favourites, and sometimes it's the hardest one to win, you know what I mean? So mm. it's not an easy in sport, you know? Paul, you haven't any horse now that's suitable for Dundalk because uh, we, we, the, 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 we, we've been battling with Dundalk here every Friday evening. Can <laughs> you get to see that pin that Nicky has? <laughs> the pin? Yeah, get that pin. Tell Nicky to hit that on the, on the horse section of the paper as well. Probably lose all the way the name and getting the doctor. It works the same way. Bear that in mind, Paul. <laughs> Paul, before before I let you go, I know you're a, a great hurling supporter. Um, you have like the black and amber race and syndicator and like the colours on the van, no matter where you go. Um, where did the hur- the the love of hurling come? Would it have come from your father? Shaney Mac. Ask Nicky Brennan, he knew my father well, and uh, you could. The fucking dangerous place to sit, excuse me, excuse me, the <laughs> most dangerous place to sit in our house was at the table of a morning. You'd have Jerry and Sill and my father and a few of them, and I couldn't, you'd, you'd keep your head down or get out quick, one or the other. And when you weren't one of the better players on the team, you were better off not going into the kitchen. <laughs> that was usually what <laughs> And that was me. That was me. I know, look, you couldn't miss it in our house. They loved hurling. The father was fanatical hurler you know about hurling and Jerry loves it and still the same you know and played it and so we had great sport young look most people in Kilkenny do you know what I mean you grow up old hurling neighbours and playing games with kids we all grew up with it and you know and so you couldn't but follow Kilkenny hurling in all fairness you know and the, the quality of it over the last number of years has been outstanding I mean it's incredible you know what I mean the teams there that were born when any sort of 10 All-Irelands I have youngsters that grow up taught as normal to be going to Croke Park in September. Some of our children, you know, and that's the truth. Mm. They do nothing else. Yeah, that's... You know. I'm one of them, Paul. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, and I'm telling you, it's not simple. It might have looked simple with an exceptional bunch of people in charge of the team and an exceptional team. And the man beside you there and Pat as well doing sport all the time. That's not normal. You know, we've just hit an exceptional bunch. It'll be a good crack from here on now because we'll have to try and maybe build a new team. And that's exciting too. You know, people should get behind a new team and give them time to, to develop and everything else. It's exciting. You know, it's, we can't all have 15 All-Stars every year and win every time. You know, the kind of way. Exactly, yes. And, um, Paul, before I let you go, just one last question. Out of the three H's then, hurling hounds and horses, what would be, what would be your favourite? I, I wouldn't have a favourite, you know. Sure, they're great to have. It's great to have an interest in in those, you know. Sure, that's what makes the world go around. And an awful lot of people that go to all the things, the horses and the hounds and the hurling, are all the same. They go to all three, and 
you know, a lot of them do anyway, you know what I mean, or they'll have an interest in, you know, so I, I wouldn't, uh, I'd just be thankful that to have those interests and, and have that support and have support there. You know, Ginny Mac, support is something at the moment to have, isn't it? We haven't much else. Yes, if we didn't if we didn't have a no, we'd be, we'd be in that's a lot of trouble. Yeah, that's the truth. It's great, you know what I mean? It's very helpful at the moment anyway, you know. Paul, we thanks very much for for um, joining us tonight and well, continued well. success for for the rest of the year and hopefully we'll we'll see you in the winners enclosure again on a number of occasions, both thank the horses you. and the greyhounds. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Hello, Paul. Thanks. Okay. God bless. Thanks, Paul. And that was Paul Hennessy. We'll take our second commercial break. Just before we do, we have a text in just to say delighted for Paul. He's a gentleman, and so see all of us. Absolutely. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. And welcome back at 1844. We're delighted to be joined on the line now by Aoife Lanigan. How are you, Aoife? Hello, Kieran. Aoife, first of all, we just from everyone in the community radio and the studio here, congratulations on your award. You must be extremely proud. I am, and thank you very much for all you've done and helped me over the year and years that I've been PRO. Uh, it's been a pleasure to be on with you on a Monday evening or to even be on, on Sundays and giving you reports of matches. So I thank you as well for helping me out. Oh, no problem at all. And um, Aoife, just in terms of the award then, um, say in a normal year, would it be a big function and it'd be, you'd be presented with the award or what way would it work? Yeah, usually, um, as you say, without this <laughs> COVID happening, there is a big event. Like, we are due to have a, an event on the 20th of February, uh, Saturday week. Um, it's going to be on streamlined on the Camogie Association's Facebook page and also, so it's going to be on Team or, or Zoom, I'm not sure yet. But uh, Eileen Dunn, uh, whose daughter of Mick Dunn, who the awards are named after, is going to be the MC of the night. She's also uh, the newsreader on RT News. So usually it uh, would be a big big night. To my knowledge, it usually would be in Crow Park itself. And then you'd be there with all the different other awards um, recipients and also the volunteers of the year as well for the 32 counties would be there as well that night. But this time it's kind of kind of a virtual night. That's, I suppose it's it's a pity the way it has worked out, Aoife, but obviously the the, re, the award is the most important, but like that, you, you still like to be there on the occasion and celebrate with all the, the other volunteers and the awards winners on the night. Of course you would, yeah. It's, it's fantastic to, to receive a reward like that and all the other different awards talk for the year, the digital promotion of the year, like local media that yourselves won last year. Um, so, yeah, it would be a great night to have and been in Crow Park, different than being at a match, that's a big ceremony that they have up there and it's going to be different now, um, whatever we will receive the award, I don't know what it is going to be either to get back to me during the week, let me know what it is, but to kind of be there like on on a Zoom call or streaming, like you, you don't know what way it's going to be, to be carried out, so it'll be completely different. Exactly, yeah, and um, it'll be, it'll be obviously, it'll be interesting to see what way it works. But um, no doubt, it'll be, it'll be a huge success. Um, just, I suppose, Aoife, like it was a fantastic year for Kilkenny Camogie, and um, to, to put this award in into that as well is a great, another great end to the year. It was, yeah, like uh, I've said to a lot of people when they're kind of saying, like the year we've had, you look at the end of March when we went into lockdown last year 
we never thought we would actually get an All Ireland um have Lucinda going up and collecting the the O'Duffy Cup, which was a great achievement. And then to be told then in June, July that the clubs could go back in and then play. Then the girls got the club games, which was great excitement as well, and kind of doing club promoting on 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 the matches as well. And then going back into county in their three games, I wasn't able to get the all matches. Was kind of watching them and then kind of doing reports on them from watching them on on either live streaming or the television. So I was kind of keeping going on doing that and then getting them into the newspapers and talking to yourselves as well in interviews. But yeah, it was fantastic to win the All Ireland and then to get my award on it. It's kind of a double award. Um, and just just on the award then, Aoife, um you're obviously up against a, a, non, a, a number of opponents. What what way? Did it work then? Is it a voting system or what? what I don't actually really know. Basically, what it is, um, nomination forms are sent out to each county, and as I said, there's different. There's uh, six different awards, um, then including photography is one of them. And with the PRO, then it's basically uh, PRO of the year, and you have to list your listed supporting documents, content, and then your cover note, maximum of three hundred words. What it was being included in um, what the PRO did over the year. I've been on inter- haven't been interviewed by different radios. The reports into newspapers, all the different or even if pro- match programs that they did, and then say posters for club games or posters for county matches, and then say because we were in the All Ireland semi final finals, that uh, I did promoting of them as well. So I talk talking a, a lot a lot of detail then as well. So. Um yeah, the more the more detail I suppose that was put into it, I suppose the better it was. And then um, we sent an email sent as well as covering as well to going in the post because you know, like you don't know with the post with the restrictions we have or whatever that could have been delayed or whatever. So kind of had to be in by the fifteenth of January. So sending them in two three days previous, and making sure that they were going to be getting in on time and that they got in on time anyway. Yeah, that was that was the most important thing. Um, yep. Just on on the Kilkenny senior team, then uh, Aoife, since we were last talking to you, uh, we had the great success. But we've also lost Anne Dalton now <coughs> to retirement, and I know you're a huge fan fan of Anne's as you are of all the players on the Kilkenny team. I am, and Anne is an exceptional player. Like for you, look at as that starting out being part of the the uh, three in a row for St. Lactons when they won the three All Irelands in the mid 2000s um, winning the Club All Irelands starting there when she was 16 onwards but her skill everything she has like she doesn't have to score she picks out people she leads she was one fantastic leader um, I don't know a lot, a lot of people have seen a video that I think it was last year or the year before when Anne Downey was there and it was a, a training session that I had in Dunmore and like Anne could play in anywhere um, I've been on the full back line, half back line, midfield, on anywhere except goal. But Anne Downey was saying to her, now, what position do you want to play in? You're playing centre, centre forward. Are you going backwards or are you going forward? And like, she could play anywhere. Like the leader that she was, she could see anything and like then taking the lead- leadership of scoring that goal to bring it back into the semi-final against Cork. Leading like, you could see it even at the uh, in her interview after the All-Ireland semi-final against Cork she was interviewed and she said even at the first water break when they were down she said after getting back we're, we're down we're teamwork we're not letting this go this time 
Cocker and limbs, but we're going to get over it. She's an exception, and a lot of people um, just adore her as, as a great player, and over the years she has been exceptional, club and county, and showed it even in the county, county final last year, which um, is down in St. Lacton's, that she was a force with them as well, like she scored 10 points, like everyone looks up to her. Yeah. It will be a big loss. A huge loss, and even even in the All Ireland final as well. Just the way in the second half, the way she went back and helped out the defence and won that crucial crucial balls came out with her and just her leadership, as you've alluded to there as well. You feel like she's just an exceptional exceptional talent. She is, an, is exceptional talent. Uh, I love now if she got involved in training. She probably ha- has been asked, um, but I'd love to see her to get involved in in Clover County because what she earned over the years from being counted there since 2009 when she captained the first senior and her first senior match in 2009 onwards but I think her vision and what she's gone through like of the interviews people did when she when she retired like um, that she was in eight All-Irelands and only winning two but, but still you don't always have to win an All-Ireland to be a, a great fantastic player there's plenty more than Anne that have that have been great, fantastic players, same in Harlan, you look at the All-Stars at the moment, uh, one crown a moment will be when they do announce All-Stars, but I hope that she does win it, win it in that. Hard to see who will win Player of the Year, mightn't, but she deservingly deserves an All-Star to finish off her, you know, finish off her career anyway. Definitely, and I don't, I don't think it it just... It'd, it'd be a present either it, it'd be on, on her performances during the year as well she was say, exceptional and just Aoife on those um, Camogie All-Stars is uh, is there any announcement on when they will be coming out or when are they due to be held? That's another thing I don't really know Kieran, because the way everything was late last year we don't really know there has been no mention of it um, it could be within the next week they haven't announced yet um, I'd say before the end of February into the beginning of March I'd say they will be sending out nominations we haven't heard an official yet Perfect and same for the, the player of the year there hasn't been any um, candidates put forward for that or anything yet either it's all, it's all just being a work in progress at the moment Well the official the official ones from Kogi Association haven't come out anyway but there have been other media sources like there was a, a new uh, podcast set up this year by Limerick um, person um, Adrian O'Sullivan, who is now actually the new Dublin Camogie manager, he had, they had us an award ceremony, and Denise Gall actually won Player of the Year, and Kenny got five or six All Stars. So that's a good omen. I think that that we got that many and Player of the, Ga- Player of the Year as well. So um, here's hoping that um, we will get more than six All Stars in, uh, in the official one, but also um, another. Um, her sport which is a, a website we actually um, team, we won team of the year like we did get nominated with um, Denise Gall winning uh, nominated to be player, player of the year and Brian Dowell and then and the team again being nominated for um, RTE manager and team of the year but didn't get it but it's great to be getting nominations so hopefully when the, the things come up for the nominations for the Oscars and manager of the year as well and player of the year that we can win all of them yeah, hopefully. Sure. And Great year last year. Yeah, exactly. An exceptional year last year. And the more the merrier, to be honest, and the effort that the, the girls put in, it'd be great to see it rewarded then through, the, through their awards as well. Um, yes, 
just yeah that's that's brilliant Aoife thanks very much for, for joining us this evening and congratulations again to you and thanks very much for your continued support of the station here as well every Monday night and Sunday nights no matter when we call you you're always available so we greatly appreciate that and we look forward to 2021 and hopefully another successful year True. All right. Take care and thanks for interviewing me all the time. No problem at all. And that all right. was. Thanks, Aoife. And that was Aoife Lanigan, the Kilkenny <coughs> PRO and the PRO of the Year. Yeah, Asher, she's part of our team. Yeah, that's the size exactly, of it, you yeah. know. It's as, as simple as that. She's uh, brilliant, as you say. She's always available, and she's at uh, the the amount of pin drop in Camogie. She doesn't know about it. No, exactly. Yeah, look, there's a lesson there. For, I think for lots of different <coughs> clubs. I'm not just referring to Gaelic Gaelic games, but uh, you know, from our perspective here, we've always said if you have a good PRO in your club, you get all the publicity you want. And uh, with that in mind, it's good to see that the Kenny ladies footballer re-emerging with a, a senior team now. Liam Kelly O'Rourke was talking to Seamus Knox yesterday, the chairman, and uh, they're going to try and regroup as a, as a club. So we'll be hopefully we'll give them all the coverage they want as well. And that applies to any club. If you want coverage, you must need a good PRO. And Aoife um, Lanigan is the PRO of the year for a reason. I think uh, Tom uh, um, Tom Ryle got be good to him. He said about PRO. PRO is writing the history of your club, mm. which is a great. That's yeah, that, that's what they're true. doing. Yeah. You know, by by uh, um, charting all the games and reports on them and teams and scores and all that. Yes, if yeah. you don't get out there, no one knows about. Yeah, yeah. Um, just. Uh, one thing from Friday night's late, late show. Um, did you see Ray McManus? He he had. Oh, the, I saw the, the photographs. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were brilliant. There were some great oh, pictures there. there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was your favourite one? I thought the one of the man looking through the. Yeah, I thought it was <laughs> brilliant. One, yeah. Just the colour and everything. And the beard and the 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 look of him. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, he's developed a wonderful team there, Ray. And I mean, he's been yeah. very good to. Uh, um, Kilkenny over the years I mean, if Barry has listened to it now Barry will attest to that with the yearbook that he gets tremendous help oh, from sure they're all buddies they're all buddies as well you know. <laughs> but look Ray's, Ray's a decent guy I mean he's uh, I suppose he got his niche through the GA he's a kind of the unofficial GA photographer mm. and uh, but he covers multiple sports he sends his team around the world and that and when it comes to world sports photography he's up there with anybody there oh, he's brilliant yeah yeah, yeah. and mm. um my father was telling me a story as we were watching it he was saying the time Grey Valley Cannon were playing at Marie in the club all and final yeah. Ray McManus was behind the goal yeah. and he turned around to my father and said what's left my father said two minutes and he picked up his stuff and he went over he was going to get, be ready for the presentation yeah what happened then when he Eugene Clune and buried the goal so <laughs> he had to resume his post where he was mm. but um, to text in for you there Nicky just to say that Joe Brawley was excellent last night a great man to speak his mind he certainly does that he certainly does that, yeah, yeah. Look, it was nice to get him on. I'd love to have had a bit longer with him, but uh, look, such as you're trying to fit a lot into the into the night. But uh, no, we'll have uh, we'll have some more interesting guests on uh, next Sunday night. Obviously, without any games, you have to fill the hour with something, and we're we're determined to keep the slot going, even during the lockdown. And he is senior counsel, so I kept you in check. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Um, that's where we leave it for tonight uh, thanks very much to all our guests Paul Hennessy and Aoife Lanigan and thanks to Nicky and Pat here in the studio and overall thanks to everyone at home for listening uh, it's great to have you tuned in and thanks to our, the people who text into us as well um, stay tuned for Country and Irish with Joe Byrne after the Community Diary at 7 o'clock good night God bless and we'll talk to you next week 
GC Tars World of Gaelic Games.